What's the sound of someone riding a griffin with no hands? Welcome to Pick Your Poison, where the antidote is the anecdote. Yay! A little bit of wordplay for your morning, or whenever you're listening to this. It's morning for us. Can you handle it? No. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) What's your poison today, friend? Um, it is a tea actually today did i see kombucha yeah it's a green tea kombucha because i'm from san diego very nice yeah mm-hmm. kombucha is life that's so nice do you have a poison um uh, my poison is work because it's poisoning my life and slowly killing me <laughs> sorry <laughs> Just casually sip my tea as you're talking about how dead you are inside. I mean, it's just like I'm coming down (laughs) off of overtime week and it's just like, and then tomorrow's a holiday and I'm working on a holiday. It's going to be totally worth it because Mm. it's extra money. Holiday money. What? said holiday money. Holiday money. Mm -hmm. And either way, I usually work on Monday. So like, it's not out of my schedule. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just dealing with that. Um... But other than that, just trying to live life. I guess my poison, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of poison this morning. Wink. 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 <laughs> the kind of poison you can have in the morning. Waking. And rhyming with waking. Oh. Yep. Because we're in the state of California. <laughs> yeah. Where you sorry. can do that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. She's not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> This is her life. But she did let off some steam by singing. Oh, my so. God. Y'all should have been there. No. You shouldn't be there. Anyways, this intro has gone on for way too long. No, we can chat. We- <laughs> no, Marina. We can't. Are we right? Are we the- I didn't know that we were the right to business podcast. Right to business. You know who you married. Who I married? <laughs> no, I don't. What's his name? I was talking about me. Are you cheating on me? Are we married? Marina, why don't you remember this? Because I smoked too much. <laughs> Full you circle, did say, thank you. You did say, you did say. There mm-hmm. you go. Call back. No, I don't have any other podcasts. She's lying to me right now. No. I can tell in her face. You can't see it. I can see Darling, the see in her eyes. sweetheart. <laughs> Pumpy Lumpkins. My little taco. Um, We're excited about our stories. I mean, I'm excited about my story. I'm so excited. It like, okay, so this story opened up a whole new avenue of research for me and i was so excited like i was just like okay i need to go to jay's store which hashtag not spons um is what is it? it's like a research database that we used in college that i didn't use while i was in college <laughs> but now i'm out of college doing a podcast i'm just like i should use jay's store now J-Store but anyways i was fun yeah i was so excited when i realized i still had access to it I hope they never, they never, ever, ever take us off of the JSTOR thing, because it's, it's actually really amazing. Again, not spawns. 
so yeah i'm super excited about everything <laughs> in my head i was like gonna do like a hashtag non-sponsor underdogs taco shop i'm just kidding <laughs> and we're back to tacos <laughs> okay we just took like two steps forward one step back <laughs> okay so we should actually get to the stories yeah yeah do you want to yeah. go first mm-hmm. uh mm. i thought i went first last week did you you did because I, I went first the first time yeah and so then, well I went first, and then I also went last last week. I'm going to burp. I... Should I burp into the microphone? Don't. Uh. ASMR. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's Not for sorry. ASMR channel. <laughs> Jillian burps. The whole channel is just me burp. Never mind. Jillian I'm not even going to go down that. Honestly, that I don't know why, but that stage name works. Jillian burps. Jillian burps. I mean, I'm not trying to say that your name goes perfectly with the word burps, but it goes perfectly with the word burps. It does, though. It goes well with Marina. Marina Farts doesn't really work. Kind? It kind of, now that I, in my head it didn't sound good, but when saying you say it, it out, out loud, loud. Marina Farts? Marina Farts. Jillian Burps. Jillian Burps. Or can that, can those be our, like, alter egos? Marina Poops? Our super, no. Our super gross alter egos? Marina Picks Her Nose? No, I it's Marina. Marina Farts. Marina Farts. God, I don't know when I have a good thing. You just keep going. <laughs> Listen, I keep going. It's me and my relationship. <laughs> oh my god, we're still kidding. going with the nonsense. Listen. <laughs> okay, wait, okay, I'm going first. Listen to Jillian. Listen to me right now, because I'm going Jillian first. Farts. I mean, <laughs> Jillian Farts. <laughs> I mean, Jillian Burps. Yes. Okay. <sighs> So, hi guys, I'm Jillian Burps, and uh, my story... We're, we're running with it. <laughs> we're running with it. My story is... and it, Okay, The Maiden Without Hands. Oh my god. I chose it because Where of the they? title. Where are <laughs> oh, our hands? When we get there. <laughs> it actually happens at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so this is The Maiden Without Hands. Again, these, these are... So far, all the stories have been from um, Grimm's Fairy Tales. Um, I saw this title, and I was just like, I... I need to know where her hands are. <laughs> like, why is there a story about a lady without hands? <laughs> where did they go? Let me tell you. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> there's like, okay, this story has been the longest one I've read so far and the one with the most characters, which, ugh, right. So it's like a Tolstoy. It's a, you know, well, okay, I say longest. What you're trying to say is you basically just read the entire novel of War and Peace. <laughs> no, not even. Not even. I heard her say it herself. <laughs> right before we started recording. Um, no, it's just, it's just a lot more. Because some of the other, anyways, The Maiden Without Hands. <laughs> so where the heck do I even begin? I'm going to try and tell it myself first. And then I'm going to um, cite a source um, that tells it a little bit more concisely. Is that going to take up time? Probably. It's fine. Um, so The Maiden Without Hands. Um, it starts with a fair... What is it? Oh, no. It starts with a miller. So he's like just out in his yard and he's just like, oh, just doing my thing. I'm just milling. Whatever. And some strange wizard guy comes over and he's just like, hey, so I see you don't have a lot of stuff. You need some hands? 
no (laughs) wait for it uh he's just like hey i see you don't have a lot of stuff um you have like one tree i mean i can give you like i i can give you some money or something and all the riches if you let me have whatever is in your backyard and the guy was just like oh yeah all i have is a tree back there so cool whatever i thought you said i all i have is a tree bag yeah all i have is a tree (laughs) just said no it's like all i have is a tree back there so why the heck not you know what's funny in the in the actual story it says that the miller was thinking no heck no you can't have my only tree but then he says yeah you can have my tree which i don't know why they even freaking anyways so he tells the wizard to his face yes you can have my tree in my backyard and the wizard's just like awesome i'll claim it in three years and then uh the miller's wife comes out and she's just like what the heck did you do a bunch of gold just appeared in our house and he's just like oh yeah i sold like the stuff that's in the backyard like the wizard said anything that's in my backyard which we only have a tree right and she's just like actually no our daughter's back there (laughs) (laughs) so so the wizard just bought their daughter it's fine so like three years later this girl like the her parents were just like oh crap no (laughs) you're gonna go live with this wizard guy your dad's kind of dumb wait can we huh he was real bummed about that tree he was like yeah he he was was bummed about the tree my tree yeah and then lost my daughter he's like oh well (laughs) so okay so then it continues so three years later the girl she knows she's going to be taken away she grew up to be a good child who always obeyed her parents she's described as pious and good again those words I'm gonna we're die. Gonna keep it, we're gonna keep it to a, a pious and good minimum. <sighs> we we said it a lot. I know. Oh, I, I know. That time. is the theme of the whole goddamn book. I swear. Of grim fairy tales. Of women being pious and good. Okay, that's okay. That's number two. I'm gonna count how many times I say it. I will it. find one. Okay, you will. The next one, anyways. Back to the story. She is described as being all holy and a good child. And um, so she's just like, okay, um, I'm desirable to everyone. This wizard guy obviously wants me for unholy reasons. So um, he wants me for unholy reasons. So um, I'm just going like, I don't know. I don't know if there's like, there's like myths about wizards or magic people, but she somehow knows to put like a ring of salt around her and like, oh, yeah. she has to be clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has to be clean. So she takes like the best bath of her life. Bath salts, and, yeah. <laughs> and then she puts a ring of salt around her and then the wizard comes She's in. She's her own little margarita. And then he and then the wizard comes in and he's pissed because he's just like you're clean you have salt around you i can't take you away today so freaking okay father take away all the water from her so she can't wash herself so that she can be dirty so i can take her and he's just like sorry daughter he told me to do it i'm just you're just not gonna have water so you can't wash yourself so he can take you because i promised you to him three years ago and so she's just like okay so then she cries so much into her hands that she cleans herself with her tears because she can't have water i mean probably but the point is but the point is that she's still clean even though her dad took away her water okay so then the wizard comes back and he's just like crap you're clean i still can't take you dad just cut off her hands cut off her hands so she can't clean herself anymore with her tears or any water anywhere 
So then, <laughs> so then her dad's just like, daughter, I'm sorry. I promised him I have to cut off your hands. And she's just like, okay. She literally is just like, okay. Nice. <laughs> she's just like, it's for the best, I guess. So cut off my hands. She's like, sounds good. That's so the, exactly what. So she consents to her father cutting off her hands. Um, she has no hands now, so now she's the maiden without hands. And the wizard comes back and like, oh, the, our wizard just came back. Oh yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brandon. Sorry, Brandon stepped out for a second and he like crawled underneath our makeshift sheet. <laughs> sorry. Speaking of wizards, the wizard comes back and he's just like, damn it! Somehow she's still so clean. So then <laughs> I don't get it. Like, why is? is I guess it it's like a be dirty. I guess it's like a myth. I don't know. In ancient times, there were just mean, like, like sinful common knowledge problems. Yeah, like she's baptizing yeah. herself. And he's like, she's Damn, definitely she baptizing sin. herself. I can't touch her. Exactly. So, um, basically, the wizard's just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and come back at a later date. I'm not gonna tell you. So then she's just like, okay. Well, Dad, uh, now that the wizard's gone, I'm going to go somewhere where um, being handless is okay. <laughs> so she's just like, bye, Dad. He cut off my hands. Now I have to go somewhere no I'm going to appreciate land. it. No handland. Actually, no. So then she goes off into the forest, and in the forest, she meets a fairy. And it's just super random. She's just walking, and the fairy's just like, hey. <laughs> she's just like, okay. So they just go. And she she's like she's like super woman and she's like she's hungry and she senses that there's food nearby and she goes into this beautiful garden and she sees pear trees. She smelled the pear trees. And this fairy is just following her. She lost her. one of her senses. Of course, the, her other senses gave, are going to be heightened. <laughs> but specifically a pear tree. So then she goes and she without her arms, she kind of just like she like maneuvers her way up the tree or like onto the tree to get a pear but to get there actually actually i skipped a thing so before she got to the pear tree she had to like go across a moat and the fairy is just like hey you want to go to that pear tree she's like yeah and then she's just like okay i'll just like split the water and you can walk through the moat up to the pear tree so then she just she just walks through the water to the pear tree gets her pear and then she eats it and then she goes to sleep and then the gardener was watching this whole thing and the gardener's just like oh my god that's an angel and a ghost like <laughs> <laughs> i'm so serious so he's oh just my like, god. Just like he's just like oh the handless like he doesn't know it's a handless lady but he's just like oh my god that's just like a majestic ghost and like a fucking angel <laughs> and so angels don't have hands you mean ghosts? She ghost. thought he she thought he thought she was a ghost. He thought the fairy was is an this angel. Like sixth sense. I have no idea. She's dead the entire time. <laughs> no, that would make things a lot simpler. Spoiler. Though. No, that would make things a lot simpler. No. So then the gardener's just like, "Hey, king, did you know there's like an angel and a ghost in your garden?" <laughs> and the king's just like, "I don't believe you." <laughs> so they stake out behind a tree that's like like they're just like we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out behind this tree all night until uh this angel and this ghost appear again so then the girl she gets up the next day because she's hungry so she sleeps and then she only wakes up to eat so then she wakes up she gets another pair and the king's just like hey ghost hey you <laughs> what are you doing and she's just like oh i'm just a lady i'm not a ghost and so he's just like okay <laughs> come live with me because like you you obviously need help and Wait, um, this was the king. This was the king. Yep, he's just like, oh, lady without hands, come into my house. So then, uh, so then she goes into the house, and over time, the king falls in love with her, and how, and he sees how good she is, 
So he's just like, oh, you're a wonderful lady, even though you don't have hands. Um, I'll have my servants make you silver hands and we'll get married and we'll have kids, right? So then he loves her forever and all this other stuff. She's pregnant and he has to go off on a trip. And so he's just like, I'm just going to be gone. And stepmother, um, or like his mother is just like, yeah, I'll stay here. I'll watch your wife and whatever. Is she his stepmother? Huh? Is she his stepmother? No, she is... His mother. mother. His mother. The maiden's stepmother. Stepmother? No. No. Mother-in-law. That's real awkward. There's too many... Oh my gosh. (laughs) So anyways, I'll just say mom. So mom, maiden, king. Oh, there's so many characters. Okay, anyway, so then the king. I hate to break it. You, there are more characters in my. Oh no. And they have names. Oh, I mean that makes a little. Never mind. You so, go go go. Okay, go. I'll just go. I'll get go, go through this. It. I swear. So then the king leaves, and, then, and he's just like, okay, I'll just like, mother, you have to write me letters. Like you have to write me letters every day. And she's just like, okay, I promise. So then, um, the maiden has the king's son and the mom is just like oh my gosh son you're your father now and your wife is amazing and all this other stuff everything is awesome here at the castle she sends a messenger the messenger it's the journey so long that he has to sleep in the middle of this journey and while he's sleeping the wizard comes back the wizard's just like oh my god he's delivering a message i'm gonna switch up the letters so then the wizard writes a letter that says hey so your new kid it's a changeling so stop no i'm so serious <laughs> it have- and that you 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 chose when did you when did you choose this story did you choose this story before we saw the movie or after before tuesday or after tuesday oh after after tuesday i, I literally read that and i was like oh for, con- for context for context me and jillian went to terror tuesday at the alamo draft house no mm-hmm. spawns mm-hmm. big fans of the, that place and yes. their and their movie nights mm-hmm. we went to see the changeling yeah not the one with angelina jolie where she screams my son a lot uh-huh. it's the one with the guy who's like what what do you want it's an, what more do you want from me it's an old one <laughs> anyways so then he the wizard switches the letters the messenger wakes up not noticing that the letters are changed and then he goes delivers it to the king the king is horrified he's just like oh my god oh my god okay so <laughs> take care of take care of my child i don't care if he's a changeling i will love you and the kid forever messenger on his way back to the castle falls asleep again the wizard writes another letter what and an asshole i know he switches no, I'm le- about the messenger i know i was like bitch just Stay finish awake. your job finish your job anyway so the messenger he's just like so okay the wizard he writes another letter and it's just like hey so kill my son because huh? he's a changeling i can't have a changeling in my family so then the wizard writes that letter his mom gets it and she's just like oh my god this can't be true he can't he's not he's not gonna you know have me murder his child while he's gone so she's just like son are you sure about this she sends a letter the wizard writes another letter and says yeah i think we should kill a child so <laughs> the messenger delivers this to the king and the king's just like oh my god my mom's crazy don't kill my kid or my wife leave him alone so then the messenger falls asleep again on his way back the wizard this happens three times and the wizard writes a letter that says actually kill my wife and my child because they're both they're both evil obviously so then the queen reads this and then she's just the queen his mom reads this and she's just like oh crap i'm not gonna kill them she's a she's a good woman and their child is she hasn't just got like, any hands <laughs> she doesn't have hands she They're- can't defend herself really <laughs> so then 
so then she's just like so then she's so upset she's just like oh my gosh oh my gosh daughter-in-law like your husband's gone crazy i'm not gonna kill you two he keeps like he's telling me all these horrible things i'm just gonna let you guys run into the night and escape before he comes home so uh she straps the baby to the handless maiden's back and she's just like go be free into the forest and so she runs into the forest with her child right and she she like she stumbles upon this cabin and uh, like the words above the cabin door say everyone in this house is safe so then she goes into this cabin she's like oh it says it's a safe place so i'm just gonna go into this house so then she goes in guess whose house it is not the wizard it's the fairy's house fairy's just like oh hey the fairy's just like oh hey i did not see that coming oh my god so the fairy's just like you know the fairy's just like yeah so uh hey i'm here to protect you and your kid uh stay here does she i want the fairy to be like listen no this wizard is trifling no the fairy's just like oh yeah i'm your like guardian type person so yeah stay here i made this for you anyways i was waiting for you this whole time so then um her and her son are there for seven years. <laughs> seven years go by. Time passes. Time so passes, quick. you know. And they're just like, the kid grows up, he's like eight or something. And then um, the maiden, she doesn't age, which I thought was interesting. And the king, he's finally home and he's just like, oh my god. What? I'm sorry, but like when you yeah. said she doesn't age, back to... Oh no. So like what do you call it i forget what movie i was watching or maybe it was like a tv show but they were uh-huh. at a plastic surgery like office mm-hmm. and like they were like wow these women look so good like i can't tell how old they are really and the woman's like like look at the hands and the woman like she like pulls up like her like the magazine to her face which like looks like she's in her like late 30s 40s but her hands are like <gasps> 60s 70s years no. old so that's how she doesn't age <laughs> you can't tell no okay because she has age. no hands oh my god <laughs> you're not sorry <laughs> ever anyways Continue. anyways seven years king comes back he's just like oh my god i miss my wife and child what did you do mother and then her his mom was just like you monster you wanted me to kill them and she's just like no i didn't and they they exchange the letters and then he's just like crap that's weird i don't know what happened he's like this, this is i i don't remember writing this. right so then he's just like okay i'm just gonna ride off into the distance and i'm not gonna eat or drink anything until i find my my um wife honestly and I that see sounds my like child. a terrible idea you need that food and nutrients to be able to so he goes riding off into the distance for seven years and he doesn't eat for seven years he doesn't eat for seven I years call bullshit so do i but you know it's a fairy tale so then he's so then he rides he rides off and then he finally stumbles upon the forest and he's just like then he sees a house that says everyone in this house is safe and he's just like I guess I can rest here. So then he walks in and the and the fairy's just like, hey, sleep here. But you have to eat first. You have to eat and drink. Does she really make me eat? Yeah. So she so she makes him eat and he's just like, oh, I'm tired anyway. So he falls asleep after eating. And then um and then there's like a secret compartment. I don't know why she had to hide the wife and child, but she did and she was just oh, like Oh, because she thought that like because of all of the stuff, she probably thought that he was gonna like kill him. Yeah. So then she Oh yeah, probably. Um, so she brings them up and she's just like, Hey, your husband's up there. 
go say hi so so then they like go up there and it's like it's oh my gosh some of the details in the story so then um he she put like a towel over the king's face and so um the towel keeps falling off because he keeps like moving around in his sleep and then handless maiden is just like hey son oh yeah by the way in the seven years her hands grew back because she was so good forgot to mention that she's so she's like not handless lobster or gecko <laughs> so she's not handless anymore she she's has a hands. reptile or a crustacean <laughs> she has hands now um so she's just like hey son um put the towel back on your dad's face and the son's all confused he's just like what do you mean i don't have a father like the only father you taught me about was thy father in heaven and then she's just like that's your dad though <laughs> like it was just like a super random just like insert and i'm just like Okay, so anyways, so he was just like, okay, that's my dad then. <laughs> so, so then he puts the towel back on the dad's face and he wakes up and he's like, who are you? I like, I have only one, one wife and one child and I don't know who you are. And then he sees the, he sees her face and he's just like, oh my God, you must be my wife, but you have hands. My wife didn't have hands. And the fairy comes up and she's like, oh yeah, here are her silver hands that you made her. That's, that's definitely your wife. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> then they ride off in the distance and they all live happily ever after uh, because she was so pious and good that's number three uh, that's uh, the third time I said that okay so are you going to read another summary now because I don't feel like you have to I don't because, need to because you did such a really fucking good job of telling that I, I was guess. there. You were there. You were you, you were with me as I was reading this story. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the story of the handless maiden. Um, she not so handless anymore. Not. I mean, now she comes out a maiden. <laughs> like that's Doesn't it. Doesn't maiden mean virgin? Yeah, she was a virgin. Well, until obviously, till they had the baby. They don't go into whether they had relations <laughs> or not. <laughs> I mean, I feel it's pretty safe to assume, assume that they did. Unless she's like actually the Virgin Mary, but I'm just saying. I mean, she is so pious and good. That's number four. But the Virgin Mary didn't get her fucking hands chopped off. No. And that's actually a thing. So. I've been just picturing her with lobster claws for like. When you said her, when you <laughs> said her I? hands grew back, I was just like. Imagine, lobster claws? Yeah. yeah. No. One yeah. was bigger than the other. Oh god no that would be interesting but no so um oh yeah there there was like a there was like a phrase that they used that i've never heard before um i wrote that down in my highlights i have two highlights um the phrase pious and good that's number five um the phrase pious and good that's number six and um the phrase with great pomp don't know what that means but she got married with great pomp apparently like pompadour i have no idea that's all they said maybe she was like really what did you just do (laughs) so he's like wiggling upwards brandon (laughs) is like in the air he's like yeah he's like puffing himself up like a pigeon (laughs) with great pomp he's doing like the cartoon thing where he like he takes his thumb and he like blows on it all popeye style oh my god so imagine that with the girl with lobster claw Okay, yeah. Okay. Great pomp. So, anyways, I just thought those were very interesting phrases. But, Average um, pomp. Just kidding. Anyways, some themes that I noticed in the story. While Marina's crying, I'm just going to go through <laughs> go through some of the themes I saw. So, there's, like, this... Okay. So, there's this theme and, like, kind of this connection between, like, religion and, like, 
naturalness that makes sense like she's such like she is such a good person and like she like something happens something traumatic happens to her she has to retreat to nature and then through nature like nature takes care of her because she's such a good person okay and the same thing happened in cinderella the same thing happened in um snow white snow white and um red, i almost said redwood city which is where i'm from but i meant <laughs> little red riding hood little red riding hood yes yeah. so they're they are ultimately like just good ladies um who are who are so good that they're in tune with nature and all that stuff and nature finds a way to take care of them which i thought was interesting um and we have another fairy um godmother character which i thought was interesting which is supposed to take the place of a mother which is interesting because um the maiden she has her mom and dad like the mom kind of just comes out and she's like oh crap you just sold our daughter and then she just never comes up again (laughs) so the fairy godmother kind of takes the place of her mom yeah um after all of this which i thought was interesting um oh yeah and just like throughout the story just things kind of just happen to the handless maiden and she kind of just goes along with it and then things just work themselves out so like she doesn't have agency um which is i feel like a common trope with a lot of princesses it's so annoying it's a common trope uh, which you know it's it is really interesting so um i kind of like broke it down not broke it down i kind of just like isolated the places where things just happen so she allows her dad to take her hands uh the wizard so basically it starts off with the wizard being like hey i want you i want your daughter but he's sneaky about it the wizard wants her the dad cuts off her hands um let's see the the king fell in love with her and then that's how they got married um yeah that's basically it's a lot of men wanting things from her or doing something to her and then she's just like okay (laughs) so i thought that was interesting and um with all of this being said there's like this religious thing because she's so good that's the other thing they all so the wizard wants her because she's so pious and good um that's number seven uh the dad she allows the dad to take her hands because she's so good and so obedient um and the king fell in love with her because she was good okay and she's so good that she teaches her son that his only true father is father in heaven um which another religious thing also there are two magical beings there's the wizard and then there's the um fairy godmother Mm. the wizard the magical man is bad and the magical woman who exists in nature is all good which i thought was another interesting theme in this um because i think the the fairy godmother usually only shows up in the forest and only um only to good people so to the research i read some essays like i said before on jstor which again hashtag not spawns um and i ran into this really interesting article about um innocent persecuted heroines heroines i don't know why that was so hard to say chicken no heroines um by a woman named christina oh my gosh bachelega that's the first time I've said her name out loud. Um, Bachelega. 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 We'll 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 have the resources in the description or something somewhere, Brandon. Yes, where it will be spelt correctly. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so she kind of breaks it down a couple of stories. She actually talks about um Cinderella, 
and like five other stories from Brothers Grimm, she also um, specifically mentions the maiden without hands um, from Grimm's fairy tales. And she kind of, she takes all these stories and she boils them down into um, common themes that she noticed um, reading all of them um, and boiled down obviously to the innocent persecuted heroines. Um, so all the stories, um, especially this one, I mean, all, including this one, I should say, start with um, a sexual sexual desire advances the plot. So in our case, the wizard. The wizard's just like, I Don't want this Don't they always, girl. though? <sighs> right. Mm. Especially with heroines. Mm. Um, so something happens. Um, things only start off because someone wants them in some way. Like with Snow White, like her, like the, um, what is it? The queen's, like, sexuality is like, like she feels insecure about her sexuality or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whatever. So sex advances the plot at first and then the innocent is persecuted um uh let's see persecuted heroine is quasi-natural so she comes back so when she goes back into nature so after this traumatic thing happens to them because of a sexual desire they're exiled to nature like i was mentioning before go back to your roots that's exactly what she says so they're coming to life because they're back in nature and they're back to their roots which means there are they are in their natural element and they're all good just like nature. And then the innocent persecuted heroine undergoes trials and endure hostility rather than accomplish tasks or seek competition. And like I was saying before, um, things just happen to them. Like horrible things just happen to them. Um, and they kind of just like see it through because things always work themselves out because they're so good and God has a plan <laughs> for them because they're so good and obedient. Um, I just want to mention that. Turns out he's a terrible planner. He's <laughs> lots of scheduling conflicts. You know, that's exactly you know, over books. Exactly. Um, Sometimes he forgets he has plans. Honey, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, she's in trouble. She's a good one. I'm gonna throw her fairy godmother. Um, so, anyways, the next point I only wrote down a couple of the points. She goes into like real, like she has like a really long list. That essay was like 11 pages. I only read like four or five of them because i did not want to talk here for like three more hours you didn't want to read it's okay no it was <laughs> so kidding. long i'm kidding no that is girl long. but um anyways i thought just to boil it down and also just to give this woman a shout out because she did a lot of the hard work anyways in the description like i said before so the last point that i wrote down was the innocent persecuted heroine suffering is the prerequisite for her naturalized initiate oh my gosh initiatory pattern so the pattern being falling into like a heterosexual relation and giving birth and raise another good child so basically she has to go through something traumatic and see it through for her to be kind of initiated as as like a bona fide woman basically so through all of this like she only found a husband that actually cared about her and had a child only after she went through the trauma of her hands being cut off and some unworthy man trying to um take her right so like she had to go through that for her to find the good guy and for her to serve out the rest of her role as a woman by giving birth to a good guy's child and then raising a good child who only knew god and his father yeah so basically what she's saying is bad things have to happen to them and they have to believe in god for them to be mm-hmm. good women you mm-hmm. know um as it goes which i thought was really interesting and it definitely rang true in this story and that's all i wrote from that article 
then I read another article, which is, it's not related, it doesn't go so much into the story, but it's kind of just interesting. Um, the Maiden Without Hands exists in other cultures. So it's it's also um, prevalent in... So many missing hands. So many missing hands. But it's also prevalent in... Why don't we talk about this? Oh my god. Ever. I don't... I'm so many, why are women why missing their hands? Why did I drop my mic? <laughs> because I'm missing my... <laughs> Uh, what you don't know is Brandon is holding Marina's mic because she has no hands. Anyways. And I called Brandon a wizard earlier. <laughs> right. See? Oh, my God. Uh, circling back again. Anyways. Uh, so the Maiden Without Hands, um, there's this guy. He gathers up all of the instances where um, this story appears in Hispanic culture. Which is very far from Germany, which is very interesting, I think. Because Grimm's, um, the Brothers Grimm, if you don't know, um, I mentioned in the first episode, they're German. Um, so it's like a, like all these stories are like European. So the, the Maiden Without Hands exists in, um, what is it? What is it? I put down the Spanish Peninsula. Um, oh my gosh, Majorca. I'm really Americanizing that name. Um, the Spanish Americas and Cape Verde Islands. That's only a couple of the places, a couple of the um, Hispanic places where this story also exists. Mm. Um, and he kind of summarizes some of the, um, like the basic summary of the story. So this is a summary that I was talking about. Um, he lists some of the variations. Um, so it starts with the mutilated heroine. So the heroine has his hands cut off either because she will not marry her father or because her father has sold her to the devil. So, wait, she won't marry her father. Her father wants to marry her. That's one of the variations. So what the fuck? Because of the, the story that we that I told last week. Yeah, right? right, right. La la la. So, that's, that's a thing. So, right. Oh, my. La 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 la. I'm not even going to try and remember yeah. her name. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, in other versions of The Maiden Without Hands, she's asked to marry her father, and then she refuses, and so then her hands get cut off. In um, another variation, it's because her father sold her to the devil, which is this one. Um, or because um, her father forbids her to pray, or because her mother is jealous of her, or because her sister-in-law <laughs> has slandered her to her brother. So there's like a like a bunch of different variations for why her hands get cut off in other cultures. Um, and then the next step in the story is marriage to the king. Um, a king finds her in the woods, so that's always the same, um, and marries her in spite of her mutilation. Same in all the stories. Um, the next one is, oh my gosh, oh no, the Calumniated Wife. So for the second time, she is cast aside. So basically, um, in this story, her sister-in-law or the mother-in-law lets the mutilated woman free. Okay, that's what that means. Um, and then it ends with the hands being restored, either by a miracle in the woods, or she's restored to her husband. Um, there's also another version where, like, she prays to get her hands back. Like, she just, like, she just, like, finally prays and then, like, her hands grow back per prayer. Right? So, um, yeah. So, it's very similar. It's very similar. There are a bunch of different renditions. Um, but they all follow the same pattern. Which I thought was interesting, like I said before. Because, like I said, the Grimms are in Europe and they're German. 
and the people in but there's no originality left in the world no 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 no, no. this is like what i i think it was like 18th century so anyways one person wrote to like somebody like a spanish colony Mm -hmm. in mexico and they're like oh i heard the story about this bitch with no hands and they're like oh my god no way me too right it's a religious thing it's a religious story like mm-hmm. it's it's anyways I can go into religion another time because I'm so completely sure that it, this is not the only time like the last time we're gonna hear about religion in any of the oh, freaking stories. No. We can go into that another time. But these anyways, are all basically little Bible stories. They are, they are. Um, they're supposed. To, uh, phew, yeah. So religion. I feel like religion had a hand in spreading this story. <laughs> <laughs> That was really insensitive. Some people don't have those. <laughs> Especially now. She gets her hands, okay? Her claws. Anyways, in conclusion, the moral is be pious and good. That is, I think, the tenth time I've said that. Um, and Feel oh, free yeah. to play, play drinking games, audience. Every time we say she, pious and good. Take a shot. 11. Have some mm-hmm. fun with it. Um, oh, I'm going to say it again. Pious and good women. Ooh. <laughs> are natural and naturally good that's a sentence that i wrote um and dot <laughs> god <laughs> takes care of all his natural children coming in the form of nature and the fairy godmother um let's see religion nature and religious link i mentioned that um oh i was a little bit mad as i wrote this uh don't trust dads don't trust dads like in the <laughs> like in the frog are prince. you a dad brandon i don't know like not why yet you, we don't know why are you so offended right now why haven't i seen your girlfriend in months? yeah exactly hmm? is she hmm? does she hmm? still have her hands oh ah! <laughs> where are my hands <laughs> I'm just he just like comes into the room <laughs> where are my hands <laughs> brandon is a wizard <laughs> anyways um i wrote don't trust dads because dads kind of suck in all the stories i've read so far this is story number three. Oh, you're gonna love my dad oh, in my story my god i mean i love my dad I, think I love my dad too but i'm just like oh my gosh because okay cinderella the dad's just like okay if the dad didn't say that he had a third do- like a third daughter cinderella wouldn't have been a story because like he kind of be- begrudgingly was just like oh yeah there's some girl in the back that i sired and then the second one um i mean can i just say something about dads really quick yeah i think that um oh father is coming up yeah yeah um that wasn't Mm. what i was gonna say sorry um but i just feel like this idea of a father within these stories he's incredibly flawed he's supposed to be i feel like um almost an adam character you know like Mm. he is susceptible to a lot of fault yeah so um Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's the patriarchy recognizing itself. Yeah. I was going to say also in The Frog Prince, the mm-hmm. um, the dad in that one, we already... It's like, well, you gotta marry him. It's like, you made a promise. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, and then this one, this dad's just like, sorry, God, the wizard told me. I gotta cut off your hands. Yeah. Um, and let's see. Oh, yeah. I already mentioned this agency with the men and whatever. Um, and then I wrote, be everyone's punching bag it's part of god's plan i was just mad i was just mad you know she reminded me too much of cinderella and we all know how i felt about cinderella did not like do not like characters like that where things just happen to them um but yeah that's a theme 
that's a theme and a thing. I wrote down the symbols in this story, but I felt like there was a lot more than the symbols going on. Um, maybe you can help me shed light on the right, symbols. symbols. Okay, so, I mean, fairy. So they describe the fairy as a white fairy specifically. Um, then they mentioned the angel and the ghost, and then there's the pear and the pear tree. Those are the symbols I wrote down. I don't know what the pear is, but because um, that also appeared in Cinderella. Pears? And there, yes, pears and pear trees. Um, I don't know what the pear is. I'm sure we could look it up eventually. But um, I mean, mm. white meaning holy, pure, which makes sense because yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't know the ghost. I'm guessing is like the past. I get you know that would yeah. And, and I'm guessing that the angel is guidance. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, they're just, like, symbols I wrote down, but I don't think they were, like, the... I the feel hidden like, meaning that, yeah, they that were, a lot yeah. of other stories have. Yeah, they, they're not the same. It's not the same. There's a lot story. of that in my story as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're, like, I... You know, some... Nah. It's more the themes than it is the, the, um, the yeah. symbols. Yeah. yeah, in some of these stories. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, my... Lobster Claw Maiden. My <laughs> my Lobster Claw Maiden. Um, again, this was Jillian Burps. Uh... <laughs> Passing the mic to <laughs> Marina Farts. It's Marina Farts coming at you next. Here on Pick Your Poison. Oh my god. <laughs> Aren't we like a radio station now? Yeah. So, we're talking about the Griffin. Oh, okay. Okay. It's... I don't know what this is about, so I'm really excited. I did not know what I was getting into when I began to read this. Oh I god. honestly found it at work with a co-worker. We were going through our... my. I had my book with me, and I was looking at... I was just reading off the table of contents... And she would pick a story, and I'd turn to it, and, like, I swear to God, she had, like, a sixth sense, and she would pick the, uh, she, she would pick ones that were only a paragraph long. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, I'd read them, and I'd be, like, well, that's really nothing, so, <laughs> um, yeah. But then finally she picked this one, The Griffin, mm-hmm. and I read it, and as I was reading it, I kept, like, interjecting. I was, like, damn, I love this, because <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Okay. All right. The griffin starts off. Um, there's this king in this land, and he only has a daughter. He doesn't have any sons, just a daughter. But she's always sick. She's, like, super, super ill. Mm-hmm. And so he, it is uh, prophesied that she will eat herself well with an apple. What? Wait, what? Not eat herself. Oh. I know. It sounds like that. But she's going to eat, like, she, she'll eat herself well. Oh, with an apple. Okay. I was just like, she's going to eat herself. She's going to eat herself real good with an apple. So as wait, a side. No. Would she eat her apple first and then herself? Or no, anyways. she eats the apple and it's going to make her well. Okay, good. Okay. okay. So, Got it. Got um, it. but that was their wording. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so in the, like, outside of the castle, kind of off in the woods area, um, a peasant who has three sons, he hears the, about this prophecy um and he's like damn i've got apples mm-hmm. <laughs> so he sends his oldest son I th- and this is how i think it's pronounced ewell because it's u-e-l-e so i'm just guessing it's ewell mm-hmm. um so ewell takes this basket of apples walks into the forest to like go to the castle mm-hmm. and as he's walking in the forest he meets this little 
Iron Man. Like, this, he's got iron clothing. And the little man asks, like, what's in the basket? And Eul's like, oh, uh, just frog's legs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the little uh, Iron Man says, well, so shall it be and remain. So Eul gets to the castle. He gets in and he tells him, like, listen, I got this basket of apples. It's going to make the uh, princess all better. Mm-hmm. So when he goes before the king and he opens the basket, the, there are frog legs and they're still kicking around. Oh. Like, that is actually specifically said that, like, some of them are still moving. I'm like, oh. And the king is so disgusted. He's so pissed. He's just like, get out, get out, get out. Then the pe- he goes back home, tells his dad what happened exactly. And then the dad is like, okay, well, I'm going to send my second son. And I think I'm saying it right, but it's, I think it's Siam, um, because it's S-E-A-M-E. Mm-hmm. So, like, Siam or Seem. Mm-hmm. Seamy? Siam? Mm-hmm. I think it's Siam. Mm-hmm. Siam. Siam? I keep saying Siam. I'm trying to convince myself. <laughs> but anyways, so Siam takes this basket of apples, walking through the forest, meets the little iron man, in the woods, mm-hmm. the Iron Man's like, what's in the basket? Siam tells him, oh, it's just hogs, bristles. And he's like, well, so shall it be and remain. Siam gets to the castle and they're kind of like worried. They're like, mm, no. And he's like, no, I swear to God, I don't have frog's legs. Oh, no. I swear it's not frog's legs. I swear it's just apples. Mm-hmm. So he gets there. He gets in front of the king. He opens the, up the top of the basket. Guess what it is? Frog's legs. No, it's... <laughs> Hogs bristles. Hogs bristles. Yeah. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so he's like, God, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And so Siam goes back, tells his dad what happened, and the, the the dad's just like, oh, well, what the fuck? I give up. But then his third son is like, wait, hello? <laughs> I am here. Mm-hmm. And his name is Hans. Thank God his name is easy to say. Oh, no. Um, yeah. But his name is not just Hans. They call him Stupid Hans. Like, they call him Stupid, stupid Hans. Hans. Oh. And he's like, Dad, I would like to go. And he's like, no, Stupid Hans. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, no, like, really? Like, I really think that I could do this. And he's like, mm, wait till you're wiser. Like, you need to get wiser to do this. And he's like, no, Dad, really, like, let me try. And he's like, fine, but you're going to fucking learn your lesson. And you're not going to, like... Because you're, you're not, stupid. Because you're stupid, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, so he convinces his dad to let him go. Um, and then I wrote, but his dad still thinks he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dumbass. Because yeah. he's just writing away. Yeah. <laughs> mm, anyways, he goes to sleep and he, like, dreams of, of the castle and, like, all the maidens and all the gold and all the silver and just, like, how awesome life would be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot one huge detail oh no um that if you provide the apple uh-huh. you get to marry the daughter you get to marry the princess Wee. and you you yourself will become king because he has no other heirs totally forgot uh, that huge yeah. issue which is why the peasant is really gunning for his sons to to yeah. get that yeah okay. mm-hmm. so um hans goes there he's walking through the forest with his basket of apples and guess who he sees Little Iron Man. Little Tony Stark. I'm small, just kidding. Is this just a small Did knight? Did anybody get that reference? Yes. Is this just a small knight, though? I was thinking about that. But <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, we're, I'll talk about Iron in a second. More like Tyrion Lannister in a, in armor? Is mm, I think 
think it's like it's it's a weird situation. Okay, I'll let you explain it later. Yeah, but I'm just imagining Tyrion yeah. Lannister in his own knights. He's got definitely got some Peter Dinklage vibes. Okay, but they don't call him dwarf. He's just a little Iron Man. Anyways, the little Iron Man is like, oh, what have you got in your basket? And Hans tells the truth, and he's like, apples that are supposed to make the princess better. And the little Iron Man's, well, so shall it be and remain. So when he gets to the castle, the court will not let him in. They're like, no, we fell for this twice. And he's like, no, I swear I don't have hogs bristles. I swear I don't have frog's legs. Like, please, please, please believe me. I'm, I, I would never tell a lie, blah, 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 blah. And so the doorkeeper overhears this and thinks... I feel like he's telling the truth. So they let him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes before the king, shows the apples, and the king is like, oh, damn, those are some nice golden yellow apples. Those are beautiful. So he sends the apples to his daughter, and he wants to hear whether she's okay. She comes down herself. And, oh. lets, and the, there's, like, a very, like, um, like vocal narrative because of the way it's, like, fra- phrased is, like, but who do you think it was who came? It was his daughter herself. Oh, my gosh. So it's like there's a genuine storyteller telling the story. Okay. Where was I? She She comes down. down. She's healed. Mm -hmm. And so he's so happy. He's like, my daughter's healthy again, but I really don't want her to get married. So he doesn't want her to marry Hans. And so he tells Hans, like, before you can marry her, you first have to make a boat that is faster on land than in water. And And I, like, wrote, I was like, easy. Does he create a car? Like, what? I know. This is actually about Henry Ford, Hans Ford. (laughs) Stupid Hans. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid Hans Ford. Um, Anyways, so Hans goes home Mm -hmm. and tells his dad and his brothers. His father's like, oh, Ewell, get into the forest and and make this boat. That's going to be faster on land. Stop going through your other side. I know. And so Ul Stupid goes... Stupid Hans has this. Yeah. Like, come on. Look what he did. He succeeded <laughs> yes. where your other sons couldn't. Oh, my God. So Ul uh, goes into the uh, woods and starts building this boat, and he's doing it real fast. Iron Man comes along and asks Ul, like, what are you making? And Ul's like, oh, just a wooden bowls. Because he doesn't want to tell him. Like, I don't know why everybody's so secretive. Why can't they just be honest? <sighs> Anyways, but it's good that he's not honest because Hans is our... Uh, our protagonist yeah so Ul finishes the and uh the oh the iron man is like all right like well so shall it be and remain as soon as Ul finishes the uh boat he goes into he goes into the boat to start taking it to the castle but it turns into bowls <laughs> just a pile wooden, of bowls just a pile <laughs> of wooden bowls so <laughs> yeah. and then like the then the dad sends Siam into the uh, into the woods and he fails. It's wooden bowls as well. Same uh-huh. process with the Iron Man. Really? Yeah. The Iron Man comes so well, so shall it be and remain. All that stuff and like it's wooden bowls again. Or they don't say it wooden bowls, but I'm assuming because they they say that it was like the same process happened with uh, Siam. Oh God. Yeah. I see. Hans? Then Hans does it. Stupid Hans starts building the boat. Iron Man comes and. Hans is like, uh, he asks Hans, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building a boat that is faster on land than uh, in the water, and so I can uh, marry the the princess. And he's like, well, so shall it be and remain. Oh, wait, it's, well, such an one shall it be and remain. Mm-hmm. It changes a little bit, that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hans gets into the boat, and it sails to the castle super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the king sees the boat from afar, and he's just like, oh, damn it. 
damn it, Hans, stupid Hans. Stupid Hans. <laughs> and um, so then he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to give him another. I'm going to give him another task. King says Hans must herd a hundred hares, like rabbits, oh. out in a pasture uh, and make, from early morning to late evening and make sure none of them escape. Do you know how hard that is? They're so tiny. They can fit through anything. It, they're, yeah. And they're really fast. That's like keeping track of ants. Yes. A hundred of them. Yeah, a hundred. Wait, does he have to count all hundred of them yeah. every hour? Oh, heck Yeah, no. he has to make sure he has them. So, anyways, and he can't even lose one. So, Hans is tending to the flock, and a servant comes down, like, and she's like, okay, we have some un- unexpected guests. I need a hair so I can um, go make some soup. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not falling for this. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping the hair. Mm -hmm. And the only way I'll give you a hair is if the princess herself comes down Mm -hmm. and fetches the hair herself. And so the servant's like, fuck. So she goes up, tells them Mm -hmm. what's going on. While she's up there, guess who appears? Little Iron Man. Mm -hmm. And he comes along. He's like, hey, Hans, what are you doing? And Hans is like, oh, you know, here's the situation. I have to make sure that I don't lose any of these hundred hairs. Uh, so I can marry the princess. And he's like, oh, sweet. Here's this whistle that if you, like, start to lose one, if one starts to run away, it'll immediately come back to you. Mm. So Hans is like, oh, gee, thanks. And so the, um, what do you call it? The princess finally comes down and Hans gives her a hair and she's going back up. And when she's a hundred steps away, he blows the whistle and the hair comes back to him. Oh, my gosh. Wait, does he... Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm not even going to talk about the steps. Okay. Why? Why? I was going to say, does he... How? A hundred steps? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, okay, continue. Haunted. 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 <laughs> Keeping it a haunted. You know, you, you know, Hans, he keeps it a haunted. Stupid Hans. <sighs> Is he really, though? He sounds, no. He doesn't sound so stupid. Okay, I'll tell you what Love I it. think. After. After you're done. But it's shaping up pretty good, right? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, at the end of the day, he still has all 100 rabbits. And the king is like, what the heck? How did he do this? How did Hans do this? But he still won't give him his daughter. So now he gives him the challenge of going to the griffin mm-hmm. and plucking a feather from his tail. Mm-hmm. So, Hans does this. He sets out on this trek to go see the griffin. And when he's on his way, he stops. He ends up stopping like three times. He stops one night uh, for food and shelter at a castle where he tells them what he's doing. And then they ask him, well, when you see the griffin, can you ask him where the key to our treasure is? Because we've lost it. And he says, yes, of course. And so then the next night he stays at another castle and he for food and shelter and uh they he tells them what's up and they ask well when you see the griffin can you ask him what the cure to our daughter's illness is another sick daughter okay um and then the third time he stops it's to cross a lake and when he's crossing this lake it's it, there's no ferry boat but a tall man that has to carry people i know i straight up thought slender man <laughs> I straight up was, like, thinking, like, weird, like, or, like, um, have you seen, what is that last Tim Burton film? The one, um, Miss Peregrine's, um, yeah, yeah, that one. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, yeah. Yeah, the big 
creepy things in that. Oh. That's what I was like picturing <laughs> oh when I read this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, so he has the the tall man carries people across the lake, and so Han, uh, he asks Hans like, "What are you doing?" Hans is like, "Oh, I'm going to the Griffin," and he's like, "Oh, can you ask the Griffin why I have to do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why I have to carry people across this lake mm-hmm. perpetually? Mm-hmm. Or or like, what can I do to get out of it?" Like, mm-hmm. what 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 can I do to stop? So, like, Hans says, yeah, I'll ask. So, Hans finally comes to the Griffin's house, but the Griffin isn't home. It's the Griffin's wife that's there. And he tells the Griffin's wife, and she's pretty sympathetic. She's like, well, um, if the Griffin sees you, he's going to actually, like, devour you. He's going to eat you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, why don't you hide underneath our bed? And um, when he's asleep, you can pluck his tail, and then I'll, like, ask him the questions that you need to ask. And I was, like, putting parentheses, pillow talk. You know, oh like, honey, you so, know that key? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what happens. The griffin comes home, and this is what's so fucking funny. Mm. So, literally, the the, uh, the griffin comes home, and he comes in the house, and he's immediately like, I smell a Christian. Oh. And he's like, I smell a Christian. And she's like, oh, there was a Christian here earlier, but don't worry, he's gone. <laughs> Like, he's like, you're sure? She's like, yeah, he's gone. It's fine. And he's it's like, fine. okay. All right. Yeah. And he eats his food, and he's like, damn, it just still really smells like a Christian. And so they go to bed, and Hans, when he's sure that he's asleep, he picks a feather mm-hmm. from the griffin's tail. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, hides back, and, like, that that plucking woke up the griffin. And the griffin's, again, like, I smell a Christian. He and then smells religion? Yeah. Hold on, we'll get to that. Oh, That's no. actually like I was really curious about this, and I'm I got real excited when I found out what a griffin means. <laughs> um, okay, I'm excited now. <laughs> um, so also what the tail means. Okay. Um, still working on what a feather means, but. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyways, so then she's like, "No, no, no! It's still the smell from that Christian that was here earlier. It was just he was just really smelly." Um, he was just really Christian. I did, yeah, he's super Christian. <laughs> he actually came here thumping his Bible. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So, anyways, and when they when he wakes up after that, she's like, that's when she's like, well, now that you're up, anyways, mm-hmm. she asks him the questions. Uh-huh. So he's like, oh fools, the key lines under the wood house under a log of wood behind the door. Mm-hmm. So that's where that key is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about the the sick daughter, he's like, oh, the fools. Under the cellar steps, a toad has made its nest of her hair. And if she got her hair back, she would be well. And then with the, with the, the, it makes sense. Duh, come on. <laughs> when I'm sick, I go looking for my hair underneath some steps. A toad. That a toad made its nest out of. Mm-hmm. Cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that little nest. I don't really have enough hair to make that right now, though. I mean... That's actually where all my hair went at this point. <laughs> to a gave, toad. Yep. You gave it to a toad. This toad, toad has a it. really lush wig right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine a toad with my hair? No. Smiling? I'm imagining it. <laughs> um. Anyways, so then about the tall man. Mm-hmm. So he goes, oh, the fool. If only he... Uh, if he only put one man down in the middle, he would never have to carry another across. What? Yeah. Right? <laughs> what? Hold on. So... Just drown a man? That's all he had to do, drown so, a man in the middle. <laughs> hold on. Okay. Hans leaves... So the griffin the next morning gets up and leaves, and 
Hans gets up and like leaves after him and the, the Griffin's wife is actually super helpful. She's like, remember, like she repeats all the, the answers that she had gotten and she's like, remember these, okay? Like, she's pretty cool. She's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, when Hans comes to the lake, the tall man asks, Hans, did you get the answer of what I have to do? And Hans says, yeah, but you have to take me across the lake first. Oh, yeah, because he's not stupid. Yes! Hans is not stupid, Hans. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so um, when he crosses the lake the, the he tells the tall man listen you got to put somebody down a man then you have to put somebody down in the middle of the lake and then you'll be fine he's like oh my god thank you so much i'm so excited about this i can take you back and forth a couple times more if you want and hans is like no i'm good mm, no Mm-mm. i'll go across I'll, I'll go on my way mm-hmm. and so then he goes back to he he's like going backwards and he um he goes and he fetches the hair mm-hmm. from underneath the uh, the stairs from the toad, and he gives it to the daughter, mm-hmm. and the daughter's all better. And when the family sees that, they're so rejoiced. They think he, he cured her, so they give him, like, riches. And mm. so then what he does is he brings – he goes – then he goes to the next place. He goes and gets the key from, like, that place, and he brings the uh, – the key in the the chest to the people and he opens it up and he shows them and so they believe him to be honest Mm -hmm. and so they like say oh my gosh here's some more riches Mm -hmm. and so then he goes all the way back to uh he goes all the way back to the the king the king and the castle Mm -hmm. so when he like arrives before the king and like shows him all the things oh they also gave him i forgot to mention that he also they also gave him like cows and sheep and goats so like not just riches but like things to like actually provide for like food Mm -hmm. and stuff Hmm. and so that like when the king asked him like how he came by these things um he told him that the griffin gave everyone whatever they wanted so the king was like you know i could use some of these things and so he wants to go to the griffin oh no and when he but when he got to the lake yeah he just happened to be the first person since hans to get there and he was drowned in the middle of the lake of course he was and hans however married the daughter and became king wow there are so many fucking themes in this that i love (laughs) um i love this story because i did not see where it was going no yeah and it was so enjoyable and it was like so layered hans is my favorite character right so far yeah out of all the stories yeah (laughs) he's an underdog yeah he's like the original underdog before underdog was a thing exactly yeah under hans under hans also, while Hans you're re- dog. <laughs> while you're reading, I imagine the king saying, "Stupid Hans, this Stupid. princess isn't for you." Yeah. <laughs> I just but, like that moment when she like when he like blows the whistle. I'm yeah. just like seriously just picturing her being like, "Damn!" <laughs> like I just, she just like like he she's well, like mm. she knows like she's like oh, damn it he didn't pass the test she like knows she's taking away like the hundredth rabbit and she's like well i guess he's like kind of cute but i guess i won't get to marry him yeah. and then he blows the whistle and like just she's just like the thing jumps out of her arms and she turns and the wind's blowing and she's like you know smoldering look like damn he's good <laughs> hans. stupid hans. and hans is like smirking <laughs> The and he's like, to his arms. and then yeah, and then he does like a little like, 
type of thing with his like magic whistle in the meantime like can we just make this can we just make this sequence? I had a friend. I was talking to a friend about this. Uh, yes, my carpool coworker uh-huh. yesterday was telling her, I'm like, I'm really excited about this uh, story I'm about to tell tomorrow mm-hmm. because it's not mainstream and it's like totally should be. And she's like, well, you can make it mainstream. We're so, about yes, to make it. <laughs> we are about to make this movie. Anyways, uh-huh. um, so um, what this story actually really reminded me of mm-hmm. was um, the story of Jacob and Rebecca. Uh, so I think it's Jacob and Rebecca. I know it's Jacob. Um, but so, you know, the Old Testament, the story of. Oh, I did not grow up with religion, so I don't. Okay. I did. I grew up with two religions. Okay. (laughs) I grew up with, uh, being Mormon, Mm -hmm. as most people know it. It's, but like, if you're Mormon, you say you're LDS, which means you're a Latter-day Saint. But anyways, that's something else. Okay. Um, so, but they teach Old Testament, New Testament, and some other uh, some other doctrines. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also went to a Jewish school, which oh, is yeah, yeah. Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. So the story of Jacob and Rebecca mm-hmm. is this. I'm pretty sure it's Jacob and Rebecca. Can you actually look that up um, right now, just to make sure that I'm getting the names right? And I think the other sister's name was Leah. Mm-hmm. But Jacob saw Rebecca and he was like, damn, she's so beautiful. And he went to her father and he was like, listen, I want to marry your daughter. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Mm, you're going to have to work for me for like seven years, like a certain amount of years to win my to be able to marry my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, be able to marry my daughter. Mm -hmm. Those words. And so Jacob's like, yeah, I love her. So I'm going to do it. Okay. so he works for seven years. And this is also in a time where there's polygamy. (laughs) So hold on. Oh. Is it is it Isaac? I was wrong. Mm. Wait, take break. Take break right now. Okay. While I do this research. Yeah. Way, way back many centuries ago. Oh not long after the Bible began. Jacob! Jacob and Sons! So correction. It's not Rebecca, it's Jacob and Rachel. I was right about Jacob, Rachel, and Leah, and it was definitely seven years. So basically what happens is Jacob goes and he um, meets this family. I think they're actually cousins, but it was back in the day, so I guess it really doesn't matter if we're going to be real about it right now. It's just for a story's sake. Mm-hmm. Rachel, he falls in love with Rachel, but she's the younger daughter. And so she, he goes to her father and he's like, listen, I would like to marry Rachel and he, or I'd really like to marry your daughter. And he's like, oh, okay, your daughter, uh, my daughter. Uh, but you have to work for seven years for my daughter. And so he works for seven years, and on the wedding day, he unveils her, and it's actually the older daughter, Leah. And he's like, wait, whoa, 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 this is not, this is not what I fucking planned. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's like, well, you can have, like, you, it's not typical for us in our traditions to, like, marry the younger daughter before the older daughter. If you work for another seven years, you can have Rachel. And so that's what I felt like this story was, is that you had to keep working and there was a lot of deception yeah. in this betrothal process. And so, like, but Hans still carried it out. So I, that's the thing that I saw here. Mm-hmm. I also um, saw a little bit of an Oedipus thing. Not, mm-hmm. like, not, like, the whole mom thing, like, marrying your mom and stuff, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know. It's just, I, I get weird Greco-Roman vibes with this story for some reason. But, wait... Okay. Let's go back to what the actual griffin meant. Okay. Do we have any ideas about what the actual griffin is a symbol for? You can guess. You can guess. 
It's not God. No. Go. Just try. Just try? Just try. It's not God. It's definitely not God. Uh, I mean, I feel like the Iron Man would be more like God. Or like Jesus or the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's not the devil. He is. Not kidding. That was really loud. I could hear myself on on Brandon's (laughs) headphones. I can hear that too. I'm just like... Um, so right here. So Griffin is on the last page page of G uh-huh. in my um in my symbolism dic- dictionary. It says, um, the Griffin, however, bears a sinister significance in another Christian tradition, perhaps later than the one already mentioned. Its yeah. hybrid uh its hybrid nature derives it of the freedom of the eagle and the nobility of the lion. It rather stra- stands on the strength and cruelty. In Christian symbolism, it is a symbol of the devil. To the extent that theological writers used the expression uh, hestistique as a synonym for Satan. Mm-hmm. In lay terms, however, it is represented superior force as imminent danger. So anyways, yeah. it makes sense. So basically, he went to hell and back for her. Yeah. That's what I feel like it, it's saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it, I, this is a story of hard work p- Paying off, being honest, like he was honest this entire time. He wasn't stupid, Hans. He was honest, Hans. He was. That's literally because, like, he was honest with with the um with the guy in Arbit. He wasn't deceitful. Mm-mm. Because his two brothers were trying to be deceitful because they were just like, oh, this. They thought that they were being. Yeah. Life. Like they're gonna try. Can and I do... say that you're really far from your mic? I am. <laughs> Can you hear? Am I like whispering? <laughs> I think. <laughs> so back to Satan. Mm-hmm. Back to Satan. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I just thought that that was really interesting. And there was also like, so when I say like Greco-Roman, it reminds me a lot of um, mm. uh, what is his face? That one um Greek myth where the guy has to travel all the way to Hades. Excuse me, Hades. Is that the one? No, I think it's it's lie something. Is it? It's the one where he's the amazing musician and his yeah, w- yeah that one. Yeah. And then it also reminds me a bit of like Persephone. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's like a Persephone character in this this mistress of the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, in like Christian religions, like I mean Judeo Christian specifically, there's like the tale of Lilith, and we know about Lilith how she was like the predecessor to Eve, right? So there's that, and um, and then she was cast out of the Garden of Eden because she didn't want to be below Adam. She wanted to be on top in sex. That's why. And then she's also like the so. But I just think it's funny that there's a mistress, there's a wife of the devil in this, and I thought that and that she was nice. It was you to see something. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Then why am I thinking lies something? Maybe I'm thinking like Shakespeare or something. Mm. Everything's blending together. I have a headache. You yeah. I'm just my brain's like knowledge. It's like all the ancient things ever. Think of everything that you've ever thought. Uh, yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> That's the sound of your brain thinking. Ah! <laughs> yeah, you're saying. Um. So yeah, I thought that that was really interesting. Um. Also, I think it's really interesting that the time that um, the uh, princess and Hans interact is when he's handling the hairs and as we know mm-hmm. there's that term fucking like rabbits yeah i'm just saying i because they are a symbol of fertility yeah 
I, I think just, it's more the symbol of fertility. Yeah. Yeah. Than the, well, I mean, what we say, but we say fucking like rabbits, but I'm not saying that they're fucking, but I'm just saying that there is that undertone <laughs> that of all the times that they're going to interact yeah, is when, are yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, another, I guess I re- I just remembered why I thought this reminded me of Oedipus. Mm. Try, like the, the prophecies. Yeah. And like trying to trick. And there's like a, uh, there's a sphinx in, um, Oedipus. Yeah. But in this, there's a griffin. But those creatures aren't very different. No. They're they're both lion hybrids. Mm-hmm. They're also um, not very smart creatures, and they trick. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like all over loved this story because it was so different from anything else, and it was really it was really about a character saving themselves and not wallowing in their pity because no matter how many times. His dad shit on him or his, like, father-in-law shit on him. Or his brothers. Or his brother. Well, his brothers really didn't have a voice against him. They just, like, did what their dad wanted them to do. Yeah, true, true. Um, so I just thought, like, this was a story that where our main character fucking didn't... Yeah, and the, when I was reading this aloud to my coworker, that moment when he says, when, um, he specifically says... Like, oh, you have to carry me across the the lake first before I can tell you. Yeah. I thought that was damn smart. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. That's all I... I mean, I didn't do too much um, research on this one just because I've been so busy, but I I feel like this story is very self-explanatory and is just a fun one to hear. So that's why I wanted to talk about it uh, today. Yeah. So, I mean, we've taken a lot of breaks been a it's a fun it's been a fun day uh-huh. um so yeah i don't really have anything else to say other than that yeah no that was a good one i really like that one but like i said before that's one of my favorites yeah so far that both of us have read yeah yeah i think it's mainly because them bitches wasn't helpless right he's not just sitting there let people call him stupid mm-hmm <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like, oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> things will work out. It's like, you you can call me stupid. <laughs> yeah, but he's just like, I'm going to do things my own way. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was uh, the maiden with no hands. And, and the griffin. You want to go get griffin tattoos? Tattoos? You want to go get a griffin tattoo, Jillian? Sure. All right. Let's do it. All right. And they lived... How are we going to make this flow? This never flows. This never flows. But we can <laughs> still make it work. I think that all of our characters... We're off to get tattoos by now. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I am hungover from work. Oh, gosh. I am. You can mm. get a hu- hangover from work, right? Mm. Hell yeah, I'm hung. I'm going to live hungover ever after. That sounds perpetual. I don't like that. Mm-mm, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't live happily. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't be happy, Marina. Don't be happy. Don't do the things you want, Marina. Work always. <laughs> Insert sounds of running away, like cartoon. Boop, 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 boop. You know, like when they like the cartoons, like oh, yeah, they're the cloud, going so the fast. Yeah. Yep. I want a wily coyote out of this place. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Anyways, have a good one, guys. Bye. Live happily ever after. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, PYP Podcast, and Facebook, Pick Your Poison, with Marina Lopez and Jillian Patterson. Our intro was composed by Aaron Abrams. 
Our cover art is illustrated by Anthony Cabazon.